0: Welcome in the Locked On Phillies. It's September and the Phillies are looking like they're ready to collapse again. I'm panicking and I'll tell you why, as well as a preview of the series with the Miami Marlins and a look at who thinks the Phillies are going to make the playoffs on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phils baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. NBC Sports Philadelphia on the TV, and now happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. A little bit of a long weekend there, no Labor Day episode because of the holiday, and uh, happy to get back to you to say this. I'm absolutely panicking. I'm losing my mind. The Philadelphia Phillies have lost six of their last seven, All six of those games, the team's well under 500. A terrible, terrible road trip out there on the West Coast. They lose three of three to the San Francisco Giants. They get swept. They lose two of three to the Arizona Diamondbacks and give up a total of 25 runs in those two losses. The only win they muster, well, was an 18-2 win, which is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then they also got shut out by the Pirates. This team is... um, This team is faltering right now, not to use Bailey Falter, who actually got the win in the game in Arizona as the only Phillies pitcher to record a win in the past week. Uh, Not to use his name, but that's what the Philadelphia Phillies are doing right now. I'm absolutely in panic mode. I'm absolutely losing my mind. And if that wasn't enough, the Philadelphia Phillies, they start a series with the Miami Marlins, who have been the grim reaper for them. For the past couple of years, we're going to preview that series coming up in the next segment. But I just need to tell you why I'm absolutely losing my mind with this team. I look around baseball and the good teams are the ones that are riding the ship. If you're looking at teams like the New York Yankees and New York Mets, who went through a little bit of a rough stretch. Well, they see September and they're like, OK, time to turn it off. Or teams like the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros, who are just hot all the time, it seems like, and are consistent winning teams and take care of business where they need to. And meanwhile, the Philadelphia Phillies are going backwards, and they're playing bad teams. The schedule, we talked about it on the last episode. It's not as easy anymore. They have the 20th easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball. Well, I guess if you do that reverse, it would be 10th easiest. But, yeah, it's not where they were top five before, and that's because they had to play a couple more series against the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, It's not fun. To see those teams still on the schedule with the way that this team is playing. And heck, I mean the Marlins are comparable to the Arizona Diamondbacks and to some extent even the San Francisco Giants. I think San Francisco is a better team than Miami. But still, I don't have faith in this team right now. And in tonight's game against the Miami Marlins series opener, I need to see something. Or else I'm going to be like full on jumping off the Phillies bandwagon, losing my mind crazy. Now, should they still make the playoffs? Yes. You take a look at the 2022 MLB wild card standings in the National League. The Atlanta Braves are 84 and 51. They're only a game back in the New York Mets. They're ten and a half games up on any other wild card participant. So, yeah, the Braves are going to make the playoffs. They're basically locked in. The Philadelphia Phillies are your second wild card seed right now with a record of 73 and 61 because the San Diego Padres they're 74 wins, but 62 losses, so a game up in each category, which actually gives the Phillies the advantage by percentage because they played less games. And also, remember, the Phillies have the season series over the San Diego Padres, which is the first tiebreaker. So let's say the Phillies win tonight and the Padres uh, don't play. Or no, the Phillies would have to make up two games. Here's what i mean: I'm not a big math guy. Let's say they end up with the same record. The Phillies are in and the Padres are the third seed. The Phillies would be the two seed in that case. The Milwaukee Brewers, they're two games back of the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies. They are 71 and 63 right now. Now, the Brewers have a tough schedule. They got to stretch a week where they play the New York teams. They got to play the Mets. They got to play the Yankees. And those are two teams that I just listed that have righted the ship from a little bit, not really a collapse, but like a, a misstep for the Mets a full-on collapse of the Yankees, and they pulled out of the tailspin a little bit thanks to Aaron Judge's heroics. But the Brewers have a tougher schedule than the Philadelphia Phillies, and they're the worst team. You look at it, and you're like, okay, well, the Phillies should still be able to make it in because the Giants are seven and a half games back of them. There's no way the Giants will catch them. The Brewers are two games back, which is striking distance, but they have a much harder schedule, and they're not as talented of a team. Yeah, so... Naturally, you imagine that means, okay, despite the issues the Philadelphia Phillies have had recently, yeah, they they should still get it. I guess, but we've seen stranger things happen before when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. We saw a bad Marlins team in 2020 catch fire, make their way into an expanded short season playoffs because of the pandemic, and the Phillies found themselves on the outside looking. At. If you don't think that this is a rational response. I want to read you some numbers that I pulled up this morning on the radio for the John Kincaid show. Uh, this is from stat news. Shout out to stat news for some good stuff. This is the Philadelphia Phillies record for the past four Septembers going back to September of 2018 in 2018, the Philadelphia Phillies were eight and 20 in September. That's awful. That's 12 games below 500 in a single month. It can't happen. 2019, Philadelphia Phillies were 12 and 16 in September. That's four games under 500 for an entire month. In September of 2020, they were 13 and 17. Another four games under 500 year or month for the month of September in 2020. And in September of 2021, it's as close as they've gotten to just going 500. They were 13 and 14. The Philadelphia Phillies over the past four years have not even gone 500 in a single September. So, yeah, is September an issue for this team? I'd say those numbers say so. And looking, I don't, I don't know, it's just I'm a big field guy. You guys know this about me. I'll, I'll list stats for you. I'll tell you who looks good by the numbers. But I've also been a big proponent of the good teams play like good teams. Over the course of 162, good teams get in. The Phillies are going to make it because of the talent on their roster. And now the back of my mind is thinking, man, this team always collapses in September. Their easy part of their schedule is somewhat past them. They've got injuries right now. Zach Wheeler, a little bit of a setback in his potential return. Sir Anthony Dominguez, we don't know. Nick Castellanos to the injured list with an oblique issue. Uh, Corey Knebel still gone for the year. Like this team has injury issues, choking issues. Uh, offense issues, the pitching has not been great. Aaron Nola has been bad in September his entire career, and now it seems like he's poised to do that again. And you play the Marlins in two of the next three series, and the Marlins have absolutely owned you outside of a couple months of the Rob Thompson tenure. So the Phillies could put a lot of worry at rest by going out and winning this Marlins series. And then they get Washington at home, At home, meaning the Phillies are home in Citizens Bank Park. So there's still a path for me to be feeling all right by the end of this week. But I'll tell you what, folks. Right now, I do not feel good at all about this team and the potential for where they're at and anything of that nature. I just – I'm not feeling it right now when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. And I hope I'm wrong and they prove me wrong, but it is up to them. I was actually saying this morning that I was hoping for a rainout tonight. Now, as I look out my window at the cloudy skies across – Uh, the north part of Center City, Philadelphia. It, It looks like it's going to be dry enough to get the game in. Rain doesn't resume back until 10 p.m., according to the Weather Channel. So they should be able to play tonight, and we'll preview the game and the series coming up next. But my natural feeling right now when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies is a level of panic. Not past the point of no return. But another September collapse is what seems to be where this team is pointing towards. And because they've done it in the past, well, you believe who a team is until they show you otherwise. Over the past four years, this team has been a September choke job. I know there might be different players here, but the core is largely the same. The fan base is the same, which makes it hard for the average fan to jump in on a team when they see this happening year in and year out. And it puts me in a very worrisome spot when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. So, Hey, hopefully, hopefully, They remedied this tonight by beating up on the Miami Marlins, but we'll see. Right now, skepticism has begun to set in for me, and we'll have to reevaluate as the final nine series of the season go on. But coming up next, we're going to preview the next series, Miami Marlins, tonight a big game between the Philadelphia Phillies and Aaron Nola on the mound, and then two more big games in Philly that see Sandy Alcantara again. Just wonderful. We'll preview the series next on Locked on Phillies. All right, folks, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. Just like when the Phillies gear up for fall, they need the right players to show up for their team so they don't collapse in September again. How about that? What a thought. Well, you can't do it for the Phillies, but you can do it for your small job. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the people you want to talk to faster, And for free, you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs, reach the largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's the largest in the world. Then you add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile so people know where to find the job that they're looking for. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the ideal candidates. And that's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires, first leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to every day. You get nearly 40 million job seekers who visit LinkedIn per week. I mean, there's no better place to post your job for free. So go do it at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, it's time as I smack my microphone like I do sometimes. Still getting used to the new uh, setup here. And uh, sorry about the – I looked like a ghost the whole first segment. I had the shades up on my window, and I guess the cloudy sky just reflected the light really poorly. So I'm back. You can actually see my face now, which is a good thing for some, not so good of a thing for others. But uh, here we are as we preview the Philadelphia Phillies series with the Miami Marlins tonight. Now – this is <laughs> – I said this morning on the John Kincaid Show that I hope the Philadelphia Phillies wear their alternate uniforms with the brown pants tonight because they've got to be pooping themselves, thinking about the Miami Marlins coming in and what that team has done against them in the past, playoff pushes in September. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's no worry in the locker room. I hope they come out and they beat a – very beatable miami marlins team tonight but hey it's up to them we will see the best we can do is preview the series now i'm going to go through the pitching matchups first and then we're going to jump into specifically tonight's matchup in tonight's game the first pitching matchup you got aaron nola taking on jesus lizardo now the pitching matchup in this one is interesting because lizardo who's a 24 year old lefty he's young but he's actually had a solid year down there for miami in a little bit well More than a little bit less time than Aaron Nola. So, a smaller sample size, but let's talk through what Jesus Lazardo has done this year. He's three and six record wise. He's got a 344 ERA though, which is only 0.01 higher than Aaron Nola's 343. Now, the difference is Jesus Lazardo's whip is 1.04, Nola's is 0.97. So, a little bit higher there. And then only 65 and a third innings pitch for Lazardo, Nola 170.2 innings pitch. Nola's given up significantly more hits, but that's natural with the uh, number of innings and the strikeouts. Well, Aaron Nola's at one ninety, Lazardo's at seventy three. Lazardo's already walked twenty five players though in sixty five innings. Nola's only walked twenty two in one hundred and seventy innings. So, if there's a place to beat Jesus Lazardo, it's being a little bit more patient at the plate. He can strike hitters out. He can pitch to contact well. He has been a really, really good pitcher in those sixty five and a third innings. And he's only given up five home runs. You may not beat him with a long ball, but this is a guy you need to be patient against. You need to work at bats against. It's a tough pitching matchup for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, ESPN might be banking on the fact that the Phillies have lost 6-7 of seven and they need this game a lot more than the Miami Marlins, who are 55-78, 23 games below 500. But the, uh, ML, or the ESPN analytics says the Phillies have a 73.7% chance to win tonight's game a 26.3% chance for Miami. So about three out of four times the Phillies win the game tonight. But, hey, it's September, and it's the Marlins, so nothing's guaranteed. We'll see if they can pull it off. Then the pitching matchup for game two. and We'll revisit tonight's game, talk through the lineups and everything like that. But the pitching matchup for game two in Philadelphia, Bailey Falter will take the mound tomorrow at 645. He will face Trevor Rogers, who the Philadelphia Phillies have handled this year. Rodgers, a four and ten record with a five five seven ERA, a one point five six WHIP, and eighty eight Ks. Rodgers is a very beatable pitcher. The Phillies should win every single time he takes the mound for the opposition, especially considering that the Miami Marlins lineup isn't all that dangerous. And Bailey Falter's been really, really good for the Philadelphia Phillies in the needed starts for him, being a spot starter, being part of the rotation because of injuries. And that's another one where the Philadelphia Phillies have the favor in the pitching matchup. And it's good because they don't on Thursday. Thursday, Kyle Gibson takes the mound, and he faces off against Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara is an MVP, or not an MVP, a Cy Young candidate, though. He's up there in the National League, and while he may have been overtaken by some other guys whose teams are performing better, and that does weigh into these individual awards, he's still got a 2 3 ERA. He's still got 170 strikeouts. He's still got a one whip he's still been really hard to beat. Now, the Phillies have done it twice this year, and they've won three games that he started. The fact that they have to face him four times in a year is already patently ridiculous that they just run into this guy so often. Just poor luck with the scheduling and when he comes up for the Miami Marlins in their rotation. But, hey, the Phillies have done it before. They can do it again. Kyle Gibson, he has hot stretches of a season. He has cold stretches of a season. He's in kind of a cold stretch right now. Well, he's got a nine and six overall record with a 4480RA. He struck out 116 batters and a 1.25 whip. He's been an average major league baseball pitcher when everything's all said and done with high upside for singular games. What I mean by that is his numbers break out the average, but he's had performances that are the makings of a two or even a low level one. So he's got it in there. Could he show up and out dual Alcantara? Very possible. We'll have to wait till Thursday to see, but it's not like the Phillies are dead in that series finale, but they better win the darn first two because that third one is going to be a dogfight. So there you have it. Those are the pitching matchups. The Phillies, I would say they're favored in two of the three pitching matchups. And that should mean, Two wins out of three. Now we have the lineups for tonight's game. So before we go to off the poll and revisit our poll from Friday before the long weekend, let's look at the lineups and how they fared against the opposing pitchers so far. So the Miami Marlins lineup goes like this. Birdie at second base. Joey Wendell at third base. Anderson in the left field. Garcia in right field. Garrett Cooper designated hitting. Fortes catching. Blade in center field. Rojas at shortstop. And Diaz in. At first base, their career against Aaron Nola will birdies 375, but he's only got eight career bats. Joey Wendell, two for six with a 333 average Anderson in left batting 345 Garcia over his career and only five at bats. Garrett Cooper, three for 16. The bottom of the lineup. Yeah, either they haven't seen him like Blade or Diaz or they are batting all below 300 against him, 290 for Miguel Rojas and 31 career bats, which is the most of anybody on that team uh, against Aaron Nola. But, yeah, the three guys to worry about who have hit him pretty well are the three guys at the top of the order, Purdy, Wendell, Anderson. And then after that, looks like Nola should be able to handle everything. So it's a lineup he's had some success against in the past, and uh, a team that... Even though it's given the Phillies fits, Aaron has had some great starts against this year. Think about his complete game shutout against the Miami Marlins, or maybe it was a near complete game shutout. I think he went like eight and a third in the final game of the first half. Either way, it was a gem, and the Philadelphia Phillies won that game, I believe, four to nothing. That's uh, the type of performance you want to see from Aaron Nola tonight. On the other hand, against Jesus Lazardo, Kyle Schwarber, and Reese Hoskins who are the first two batters in the Philadelphia Phillies lineup tonight, they have not recorded in a bat against Lazardo. Alec Boehm, batting third, one for three. Bryce Harper, batting fourth, one for six. He hasn't hit Lazardo well now, lefty-lefty. You kind of understand that, but still could use Bryce Harper having a big night tonight. JT remuto's is 0 for 5 against him. Gene Segura is one for two. Matt Vierling is three for six. So Matt Vierling actually hits him pretty well, being a righty facing the lefty. <laughs> Listen to the bottom part of the Philadelphia Phillies order though. Dalton Guthrie is going to be playing right field for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's listed as a third baseman on ESPN.com and he's uh, filling in for the injured Nick Castellanos. Nick Maton is not out there because Nick Maton is not a right fielder. And um, that's who you've got in the eight hole. And then Edmundo Sosa will be in the nine hole playing shortstop. Bryson Stott getting a day off against the lefty Jesus Lazardo. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, you gotta hope that they find a way to make the bottom of the order count. Guthrie and Sosa both also not faced Lazardo ever, so maybe they'll be able to take advantage of something. If I told you I knew something about Don Guthrie other than <laughs> who his dad was, I would be lying to you. But hey, he's a legacy. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be good tonight. I, I don't know. Bottom of the lineup is nasty, though, and not nasty in a good way for the Philadelphia Phillies. So, hey, top of the order, show up. Take care of business against a pitcher that you, in theory, can handle, but it will be a tough game. A low-scoring game is one that I'd predict, especially considering the weather and the field quality. Uh, It's been raining all day here in Philadelphia, but put a lot of worried minds at ease for at least 24 hours. Please win tonight, Philadelphia Phillies. I beg of you. That's our preview of the series, though. Tomorrow we'll have a recap of tonight's game and a deeper dive into game two. And we're going to wrap up today's episode with Off the Poll. Because on Friday, I asked y'all what percentage of you think there's going to be a red October. I have a feeling that poll would go differently if I were to ask it today. But we'll revisit the results and see where the mentality has shifted over the weekend as we wrap up today's Lock on Phillies. Okay, it's time for Off the Poll. Now, Off the Poll is a two-part segment that we do here in Locked on Phillies. What it is, is on Friday, or the last show of the previous week, I pose a poll question. I ask you it here on the show. I post it on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies and retweet it from my account at ConnorThomas975. If you're not following us on Twitter, follow both of those accounts. But then on the first show of the next week, Tuesday this week because of the holiday, normally Mondays, we revisit. And I'll tell you my opinions. We'll discuss what went on over the weekend. And our off-the-poll question for this week was a simple one. Will we get a red October this year? 91% of responders said yes. Only 9% said no. And, yeah, yeah, it looked like a certainty on Friday. And then what did the Phillies do but lose Friday night? And then, well, what did the Philadelphia Phillies do but lose Saturday? And what the Philadelphia Phillies do? Lose Sunday and get swept by a sub-500 team in the San Francisco Giants and drop themselves into a tie for basically the third wild card spot. The Brewers only two games back, and our pets' heads are falling off. Now, maybe I'm being too panicked because the fact that only three days ago, 91% of the fan base who responded, and it's a pretty good uh, representation of the fan base I found on these polls uh, based on what I hear and calls on the radio and comments and tweets and everything, of the representative fan base has said that they think there's going to be a playoff run. So maybe I'm overreacting over just three games, but I'd imagine that number is closer to 80, maybe even down into the 70s after that three-game sweep at the hands of the San Francisco Giants. It's been a a turnaround of epic proportions over the past seven games, as big of a seven-game swing in momentum as the Phillies have had all season long. And I'm worried, but... When I look back at the poll, it reminds me how good this team is, and I hope that they come out and they prove it tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies against the Miami Marlins. A great opportunity for them to do just that and prove all of you poll responders right, and I would have voted for yes, so I'm right there with you. Let's hope that this is just a seven-game blip on the radar and the Phillies can bounce back tonight and become that team that we know they are, a playoff. Caliber team. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. Now I want you to make your second listen to go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee throwing of Locked On Bats, all combining into one Ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, So go ahead and check that out. The NFL opener just two days away. This is Tuesday and Thursday night. Bills, Rams in the season opener for that. So check out Locked On's work, getting you ready for the NFL season. Hopefully a good year for the Eagles. But we're still zoned in on the Phillies here in Philadelphia, and I will have the recap of tonight's game, hopefully a win, and a preview of Game 2 in tomorrow's episode. That's my time, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.